Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's simple. All you have to do is go on your phone, go to the app store, and download Anchor. Um, there's a creation tool once you get started that's, that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. If you like making money, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make podcasts in one place. Thank you. What's going on, uh, sports fans? This is uh, Jordan Jean-Louis. I'm the host of JJ Sports Talk Show. I got a, a very special guest, uh, my co-worker, uh, Ahmad Brown from Whole Foods. What's going on, man? How you doing, bro? How you doing? It's a pleasure to have me here. Thank you for having me. So, uh, so like, what you like? Tell the fans what you like. Like, what's your major? And like, are you wanna like tell the uh, fans what you up to, man? My major is communications. I wanna, I wanna go and take it further with this, with this, with the sports, with the sports media world. And nothing much. Just been watching this crazy football. This crazy football. We got a lot of going on right now with the quarterback controversies. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But uh, yeah, we're gonna get like we're gonna dive into all that sh- uh, all that stuff later, man. But uh, so since this is episode six, guys, um, this is uh, episode after Kobe Bryant's anniversary uh, of his death. Um, so I'm going to start off the show with a 24 second moment of silence for y'all. So let me get this clock straight. Four seconds. All right, y'all. So let's all give a moment of silence for, uh, for Kobe Bryant. 24 seconds. Here we go. I appreciate everyone for that uh, little short little time. Uh, it's important because, you know, um, Kobe Bryant was um, the, basically, my, in my opinion, he was probably the Michael Jordan of our generation. Like, he changed the game. I'm literally, if you go on YouTube, look at side-by-side videos of him playing, they play the exact same way. And for people who grew up not watching Jordan, they got to uh, watch Kobe, but it was just sad the way, he, you know, he passed. So, uh, Ahmad, do you have, like, do you have any, um, like, anything to say about, you know, Kobe Bryant and, like, your opinion on, on, like, the, on, like, the fact that, you know, it's been a year since, like, that tragic death? Well, being that I went to school in L.A. for two years, um, I could tell what Kobe meant to that city and how his impact on everybody in that city. Kobe was a technician at his sport. No he was no. he was a perfectionist. Like he was one of those people. If you wanted to model after, if you wanted to take the role model for winning, that was the guy you looked at because he was going to do whatever it took at all costs, no matter how much expense it took on his body. And for him and his daughter to pass away in that type of way. It's very sad, very, very tragic. Exactly. Um, just, uh, I mean, I also want to give my respects, not just to um, Kobe Bryant and Gianna, um, but also the seven seven others on that plane ride, um, on that helicopter uh, uh, ride. Just a sad, uh, tragic, you know, event. Um, 
I know like we're all humans and we we're gonna die like like there's no other uh way to get around it but just we, we we don't we don't get a time and date of when we're gonna die or the way we're gonna die yeah. it's just the way that you know like when I got the news like the year ago I was like no way this this can't be possible like I thought it was a joke. I thought it was like people shouldn't even play like that. That's messed up. Right, right. And then I, I started seeing like CNN posted it and like other other news. I was like, okay, well, it's just serious. But yeah. um, and then like the matter of fact that how like you know, any player going into the NBA or any league, they want to get to the Hall of Fame. And obviously, no doubt, he's a Hall of Fame player. But just to see that he's not going to be, he wasn't enshrined. Like he wasn't there to give his speech, his whole thing speech is just like you know, just leaving yeah. the chair at that table at the at, at that war ceremony is just just tough, man. But no, that's dope. Like like, like I didn't know you were uh, you like went to school in L.A. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like but, how like, how was it compared to you know uh, from L.A. to like you know Jersey like you like L.A. better like? Of course, it's no snow, no coats, none of this nonsense. It's a lot <laughs> more spaced out, but. Yeah, to go back on what you were just saying, though. Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy because I I really wanted to hear his Hall of Fame speech. His Hall of Fame speech would have meant a lot. Right, right. I know that would have inspired a lot, a lot of people because he already was doing the show detail, oh, talking yeah, about yeah. film work and whatnot. So I already know he was going to drop dimes with the basketball. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think uh, I mean I ESPN Plus. I really listened to the uh, like the details of him, but I, I mean, I know he he's posted like you know he like broke down like Steph Curry's like you know play style and like other LeBron's play style, and like the yeah. thing that kind of like tore me Tatum. up. Oh, ta- oh, Tatum too, man. Oh man. Um, but like the way like the thing that tore me up was like in, in the beginning of the year when um the Lakers won their championship and they got their ring their rings. Um, yeah. Just like I was with my brother, we were in the basement watching the game. I was like, "Shit, bro!" Like, yo, so I wanted so- them to do it in the mama jerseys. I wanted them to do it in. Oh the mama. yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. But like seeing them get their rings and Kobe not there is just yeah. Because you know, without a doubt, Kobe would have been there. You know, clapping. Yeah, he would have been. Man. But uh, it's just, it's just tough, man. But I just wanted like to start the show off in like. On that note, just to get out the way, because I know this is the uh, show before, uh, after the anniversary, but uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, we just, as humans, we gotta like, you know, move forward. And like you said, like the way he like took a toll on his body, he, um, I think it was Utah Jazz, his last game when he, you know, tore his Achilles and he came back on the floor to finish those free throws, bro. Yep, and made it. And made, and both made them shits. And I think he had like 61 or 60 points, I, I believe, that, that his last right. game. People in the NBA don't even play hard anymore. You got people resting for games. Kobe was never doing that. He was going out there trying to win as much games as he could for his organization. Exactly. Yeah, I think I saw a clip on uh, social media. It was like an interview, and the, uh, the guy asked him, uh, are you satisfied? And Kobe straight was like, no. And then the, and the reporter was like, what do you mean? You won You won some games. He was like, it ain't over till it's over, man. Like Straight face. I think, like, I think the best way to describe Kobe Bryant is the most tenacious player to ever play in the NBA because oh, he was never satisfied. Like the way, and, the way, like he, uh, he like, you know, woke up at 6 a.m. Like, yeah, that's yo, what I'm saying. Giannis, he like, practiced like, five times a day. That's crazy. That's, that's why he bought the helicopter. He bought the helicopter because he practiced five times a day. He, he couldn't drive back and forth through LA then get to practice and see his family. So he had to try and balance being a father. So he ended up buying the helicopter because it was, he could just fly over the LA traffic. He didn't have to drive through it. 
Right, and right. For that to be his undoing, it's crazy. Yeah, that, that, that's that's show a, you life's too short. Oh, word for sure. Um, and that that's a good point you brought up. Like, this is not like the first rodeo where Kobe Bryant was on a helicopter. Um, I like, like I didn't realize like that his his house was like kind of far from like the L.A. because L.A. I guess um California way it's spread out was like it seems like it's it, like different like counties are close but isn't they're really not and it takes a plane ride to get there like quick and i didn't realize that i knew i mean i know kobe flew back and forth but like people thought like people who are viewing the show might have think that this was his first helicopter ride but no it it wasn't it was just like the day where like you know it was foggy it was a perfect bad day at the wrong time you know what i'm saying like yeah it was was wrong time exactly but he should have waited another day man yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, you know, like, uh, he was basically, what, 41, 40? So basically, he was starting his, like, you know, second chapter of his life, you know, hanging out with his daughter, um, John, was probably going to be a WNBA star in the league. Uh, which is- He's probably going to end up coaching in the WNBA. He was coaching the AAU team with all those girls, and those girls were all nice. <laughs> they were all nice. Um, all talented. All talented. Right, right. They're young girls. John was, you know, uh, special. Uh, for sure, but just you know the fact that they both you know both perished is just is just sad, man. But um, this just goes to show you love your loved ones while they're here. Word, word. Um, uh, like I ain't gonna lie, I lost some loved ones in my life, and um, you know I regret you know the moments that I that I the bad moments I had with them. I wish I still had them with me, but you know we just gotta move on and um, you know carry on, man. Uh, mama mentality for life, man. Mama mentality for life. But uh, but um, yeah. Let me let's uh kind of get like talk, talk, talk about some more happy things, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, like uh, so uh, first let's get to some NFL news, man. I know we got the Super Bowl coming up, man. Like, I know me you talk at work all the time about about sports. So like, like uh, exactly. what do you what do you uh what do you think about for the Super Bowl, bro? Like, what's your prediction? My pick for the Super Bowl, I got Patrick Mahomes because I've never seen. I got. I got the Chiefs in all honesty because I've never seen a quarterback this accurate with this much arm power. And the best way to describe it, I think that the NFL is going to be end up taken by unorthodox quarterbacks because you have to be able to throw off your back foot, throw moving because players are too fast. Everybody's coming at you. You can't just stand in the pocket no more. I think that pocket passer is going to become obsolete, which is Tom Brady. This is why it's a great matchup, in all honesty, because it's showing the past versus the present, Mm -hmm. the new school versus the old school. And I think this is Tom Brady handing over the reins to Patrick Mahomes to take over, because if you look at both offenses, both offenses have great receivers, but in all honesty, they have decent defenses, but in all honesty, the one key factor that's going to put the Chiefs over the hump is Patrick Mahomes because nobody can do what he does. Mm-hmm. That's, There's that's, nobody in the league with the, that type of arm talent. That's crazy, man. That's that. That's really that, that you hit on every point, man. Like, but I don't know. Like, if, if I had, if somebody asked me to put money on one team, I don't know because, like, like I told you before, like I want to yeah. see the young guns win, like Mahomes and Lamar and Deshaun, want, like the old, like the new. People come in and win because like everyone's tired of seeing Tom Brady in the freaking Super Bowl. But like, um, you can't. I don't know. I feel like any team that plays against Tom Brady, um, like you can't bet against him because like Tom Brady, he knows the game. He's like, he, then again, like 
You see, been here before many times, uh, many times. Um, but I don't know. Like, that's a hard question. Like, I want Mahomes to win, but I also want Tom Brady to win because because this this would prove that he can go to any team. And don't get me wrong, they were crappy. Like, they. I, I guess, think he's already proved though that he could go to any team. He's proved. He's proved by far that it's not Bill Belichick that was the reason the Patriots were going to this many Super Bowls. It it had to be Tom Brady because as soon as Tom Brady left, they had no receivers. When he was there, they had no weapons, and they right. were still going to the playoffs and still making noise. That last year that they were talking about getting rid of him probably was the worst decision they could have made. They put a, they should have kept Tom Brady and waited till next year to try and go and draft a quarterback in this year's draft. Because now that you got rid of Tom Brady, you got Cam Newton, and you got a higher up pick where you're probably going to get somebody like Mac Jones, but you're not going to get a franchise quarterback that late in the first round, in my eyes. Right, right. Yeah, like, uh, but like, if someone, that's a, this is, for me, it's a tough question because, like, then again, um, like any team, you can't go against the GOAT, like, but then I want to yeah. see my homes win, but. Um, that's why that's why I'm not betting the Super Bowl because I'm I ain't trying to lose all my money. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't bet on this Super Bowl. Because then not again, the guy to bet like Mahomes, like they both have, like you said, you made a good point. Like this Super Bowl is the per the perfect teams because we got the trans the, the translucent quarterback in Mahomes. But can you yeah. thought the back foot do no look freaking cute? Like who who in the league ever has thrown a no look freaking pass, bro, in the NFL, dog? But now that I've been now that now that's kind of false because you know that they've been that Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford have been doing no look for a while now. Oh, Aaron, everybody, oh, nobody Aaron. really pays attention to them because they're on a sorry team. Right, but right. We don't get to see what Matthew Stafford does now. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get to that too. Um, but uh, but but um, but this is but I, I think if uh Tom Brady can make history though this year, I think he can be the first quarterback who ever um host their home team in the Super Bowl if, if they win and that that'd be crazy if they win in their home stadium uh I don't know everyone kind of I saw some like like it would be him too to be at home in it the would Super be Bowl. him too like any like shit. um it's it's perfect it makes you feel like the NFL is scripted in all honesty because huh. how would how does he of all people Tom Brady get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the Super Bowl of the year they're hosting Super Bowl that's why I don't feel like they're gonna win because it's too it's too well written. Like it's too good to be true. That's what I'm saying. Mm, that's that's yeah. Like, um, but if I had to go for one team, I think I'm gonna pick the Chiefs. But then again, like they're like their their roster's pretty even because they got Tyreek Hill on Chiefs, they got um Mike Evans on the one side, they got Gronk, and then they got Kelsey. So it's gonna be like they're really tight knit like teams, like really so I'm I'm intrigued to see who's gonna win. They're gonna pull it out, but um, like let's talk about these, these other quarterbacks, man. Like Deshaun yeah. Watson, like Lamar Jackson, man. Like, um, like Deshaun Watson. Where do you think he's gonna go? Oh man, um, shoot. Like I was, I was, re- I was watching first take the other day. They were saying how like uh, uh he should go to the Jets. Yeah, I feel like that like should be a good pick because like you know they see a, a talented quarterback. Uh, he's definitely better than um than um what's his name? Uh, yeah, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Uh, I'm not sure. Is he like is he mobile? Although mobile though, I know he's a stocky quarterback. 
Sam Darnold not that, that no, mobile. Like I'm saying, uh, Watson is he like more? Like yeah, a- Watson, of course, he's mobile. He just couldn't really. The Texans' offensive line was garbage for a while until they got Laramie Tunsil, and then when they got Laramie Tunsil, they got rid of D Hop. So what could he really do? He was just he was still out there making plays with Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks. He put up he put he had a career year this year still, mm-hmm. but sure. it was just. He couldn't, he couldn't get over the hump because the Texans organization doesn't want to sign anybody. When you trade the best receiver in the league for a second-round pick and a running back, you're not trying to win. And the fact that they didn't, like, the front office, not saying that, like, okay, I, I can't I can't put a price tag on, like, Deshaun Washington as being, like, I, I, obviously he's, he's a franchise quarterback, but, like, you need the – if you want to build – this is like the NBA or any league. If you want to build around your quarterback, like he's a man to do it. And and I, I saw reports saying that they, they didn't even let Deshaun know that they're releasing the Hunter Hopkins. Like, yeah, because Bill O'Brien was the GM at the time. They should have never hired Bill O'Brien. They, You know why they released DeAndre Hopkins? Because they said too many of his baby mothers was coming to the practice. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And he's like the top, well, I say like top five, top ten wide receivers in the league right now. Like doesn't do a lot. He doesn't do a lot of talking. He's a top five receiver in the league. The year he played with Deshaun Watson, he had two drops. <laughs> two, two drops the whole season. Mm-hmm. And you release him because his baby mothers are on the sideline. That's ridiculous. I mean, like the way you said it is kind of funny, but <laughs> yeah, that's just like, why would you release a uh, wide receiver like just because of that? Like, come on now, come on, Texans, you gotta get your shit together, Texans. That's what I'm saying. Um, that's why he doesn't want to be there because they hired and they just and you seen the new coach they just hired. Oh, uh, from the rate, I think Cully or whatever. Yeah, David. He's never been a. You know, he's never been up for a position job in the NFL. Right. They just hired him because they said he's a good guy. He's like, he's ne- never been a position coach anywhere in the NFL. He's been in the NFL for like a couple of years. He's been an assistant coach his whole career. Right, right. And I mean, like, 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 like the point of my podcast. I don't want to be like biased or like racist, but like, to be like speaking about coaches, like, look at all these like black coaches, bro, that are. Um, I think you got a like a, a assistant black coach on the Chiefs. I think he's the offensive coordinator, like. He should be enemy. Right, right. He should like like I feel like the NFL should do more with African American coaches for sure. Like yeah. there's tons of them out there. Like there's the LA Rams coach or LA um not LA Rams. John McVay. They hire these 30-year-old coaches that are supposedly offensive gurus, like Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay, but Eric Bienemy has been to the is about is going to his second Super Bowl and still does not have a, a head coaching job in the NFL. Right. And, um, who's the, I think the coach from uh, the LA Chargers? I meant the Chargers, the black coach. Yeah. He, how do you fire him up after a year? After two years? He's been there for two years. The first year he was there, everybody, they, I think they went to the playoffs. They made a little bit of noise, but they didn't make too much noise. But their defense was like top five in the league. They beat Lamar Jackson in, the, in those playoffs. Right. I right. think. Uh, and, I believe so. And oh yeah, now well, you fire him after a year. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. I think that first year when Lamar was uh took took well, I was behind Joe Flacco and they lost that game. Yeah, when they had like Melvin Gordon. 
Exactly. Yeah, you you know what year I was talking about uh, when Derwin James and all them was playing. I, I don't even want to talk about that game, bro. Like that shit was, oh, like, <laughs> was a nightmare, bro. Like, don't get me started. Like that one. Uh, I think it was like we, I think we were winning at one point, and like they were. Uh, I think the Chargers were on the TR line, and uh, Melvin Gordon fumbled the ball in the end zone, but then they caught it back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but they still, they still, he still had a great defensive plan. He, oh, yeah. he, he was the one that showed how to stop Lamar Jackson by you dropping back six QBs. By, by dropping back, I mean, six cornerbacks. And you just sit back in zone and you read and you don't let him run out the pocket. That was a great defensive plan. Right. And then how you fire him. Listen, the Chiefs are going to be like they're going to be the Patriots of our of the AFC for the next I say the next 5 years at least. I, mean, I feel like I feel like, I mean like we're going to like talk about this too, but I feel like the Ravens can get there too. Like um yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about that a little a little later, but like um but like I feel like Lamar, I feel like I feel like the once the Ravens get over that hump of like finding players, it's it's going to be them in the AFC like like the, that's that's what everyone everyone wants to see in the playoffs. Mahomes and yeah. Lamar in the you know conference. Like, I mean, because but he got to get over the Bills hump now. The he Bills, that thing. Um, Josh he, Allen and Stephon Diggs gonna be there now, and they here to stay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, what do you see? Like, so like you uh, asked me uh, what team I wanted to sign. Like, what, like where do you see him going? I see him going. I might. It might be a little biased, but. Yeah. Now that I'm looking at it, since Matthew Stafford went to the Rams, I see Deshaun Watson. Now, hear me out. Mm-hmm. He just might go to the Cowboys. The Cowboys? Yeah, because we have a first-round pick. Oh, shit, I forgot you're a Cowboys fan. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's no, a little no. bias. It's a little bias. Yeah. We got a first-round pick. We got Dak Prescott we could give him. And we got two receivers, so we don't need we don't need both of them. So the scenario I was looking at is we could send Dak, our first round pick, and Amari Cooper, and get Deshaun Watson in their first round pick next year. That's what I want. But like, so if you give up Amari Cooper, then what like what Listen, they're gonna have like Amari Cooper doesn't play well in big games. That's the only problem. Whenever we leave out of Dallas, he disappears. Right, right. Such as the Patriots game where we were in the game and we could have beat them last year. To and if we would have beat them, we probably would have made it to the playoffs. But he disappears. He doesn't have catches. So the Jets, he's disappeared against the Jets. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I can't go with Amari Cooper for but so long. Or, I I don't think they'll take I don't think they'll take just Zeke, so I'm pretty sure we gotta trade either Dak and Amari. That's gotta be the package, because mm-hmm. I'll take I'll take Zeke and I'll take Deshaun Watson, and try and draft a lineman this year. And I think we're set because Ceedee Lamb's gonna be a star in the NFL. He's a monster. Years to come. He's a monster. He's because he's. I don't see anybody as as elusive, elusive as him at the wide receiver position, and he's consistent. That's what you need to be a dominant receiver in the league. That's why D Hop is so dominant. Right, right. But like, um, yeah, like I do. But realistically, um, though, I see him probably going to either the Jets or I can see the Niners making him play on it because the Niners are QB away from getting over the hump. And from what I'm hearing, 
I'm hearing that they're gonna give they're gonna trade Jimmy Garoppolo. They're gonna try and give him back to the Patriots for something. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, yeah. I I was gonna say like like the New England Patriots they messed up because uh when uh Jimmy Garoppolo uh when, when he was behind Tom Brady um like he's basically like a younger version of Tom Brady. He's not he's not that mobile, but he has an arm like Tom Brady. And any quarterback who's any quarterback who models himself or sits behind Tom Brady, like they're gonna be good. Like, and they screwed up with trading him to the 49ers because, like, I think Jimmy could have took him that took him far, you know, once Tom Brady left. But then that, they messed that up. But yeah, I can see him going to. Uh, I can see him going to uh, like the 49ers. But I feel like Jets because I was, I was on first. I was watching first take, and they were like saying how like New York, like who when they noticed that he's in. Um, Cause I think I think they got the Jets got the the ball headed dude. Um, yeah, Robert Sala. Sala, and he, I think he's the first like Middle Eastern or first. Like, yeah, he's the first Muslim head coach in the NFL. And I feel like I feel like they 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 have the like the pieces and, and they had the money to get Deshaun Watson, but once they see like him there, like especially in that type of city, New York, even though it's in Jersey though, like but. If he goes to New York, I don't understand why he wants to go to New York so bad and it's going to be the same situation. I get it. You think Robert Sala is going to gonna get weapons around you because he is a good coach. I'll be real with you. I think he's going to turn that organization around, but I don't think he's going to do it with Deshaun Watson. I think he'll do it with picks before he'll do it with Deshaun Watson because if you have to trade for Deshaun Watson, you're going to have to trade at least two of those first-round picks you got. And you already have four first round picks in the next two years because of the um, Jamal Adams trade. So I don't think that's a smart decision. If I'm, if I'm the Jets, I'm looking at it. If I could get him for, if I could get him for like one first round pick and give him a bunch of seconds, a bunch of thirds, and maybe one first round pick later on in the years, I'd do that. But I'm, if you go and reach for Deshaun Watson, you're really, you're, you're emptying your basket because the Jets have no weapons already. Right. Like, who are you going? Who is he going to throw the ball to? Just <laughs> yeah. Denzel Mims. Yo, uh, that that's a good point. Like, I don't know any. I don't know any. Like, not to be funny. Like, I'm just being. Jamison Crowder. I don't know anybody on that freaking roster. Like, I don't know any Robert Stevens on that. I don't know. I don't, all I knew was like Joe Flacco, bro. <laughs> exactly. They got Joe they Flacco, mostly, bro. Like, <laughs> they don't have any weapons on that roster. So. Right. If and their defense is all right, it's not it's not built up because they don't have any DBs. They have one okay safety in Marcus May, and they don't really have any other corners. So right, you're right. kind of in a worse position than you were in playing for the Texans if you go to the Jets. I don't think that's a good move. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm saying I think he's saying the Jets because he thinks the Niners are gonna try and come get him. So so um so you see even going to the Cowboys too like so like um if it, if if you're saying like the Jets is not a good market for him like what what do you think um because there's there's tons of teams that would love his like you know his service um, I say the Cowboys because Cowboys. they haven't paid Dak yet and if they in my eyes if they were going to pay him they would have paid him at the end of the season right there's no point in waiting this long if you already he didn't play all year so you had all year to talk to discuss whether or not you was going to pay him. So obviously they had talks. I'm not sure why they haven't paid him. Like that's Jerry Jones issue. I don't know. That's what I. I don't think he wants to pay him because, I'm to be honest with you, Dak isn't going to get us over the hump. Dak's a little bit better than Tony Romo was, but 
he's not consistent enough with the deep ball. And we got all these weapons for him, all these receivers. Yeah. And like we he, still lose to the Browns and mad other sorry teams. Like when he was first in the league, he was a monster, man. Like, cause y'all y'all had y'all had like Cole Beasley. But they changed the offense around yeah, too. That sure, was the yeah. problem. Yeah, we need I want Cole Beasley back, and be honest with you. Cole Beasley is out there in Buffalo. He had a year. He had a hell of a he had a career year this year. Mm-hmm. He had more more yards than DK, more catches than AJ Brown. Cole Beasley balled out this year, and he's he's a great receiver. But I trade him for Gallup any day, in all honesty. But yeah, so since they changed, also- they need to go back to making it a run first offense. We we used to line up in the eye, hand the ball off to Zeke left right. He would blow through that defense, man. He would He'd blow through the defense. And now you want to line up in shotgun and throw the ball with Dak 20 times and then try to run the ball with Zeke. And then when Zeke gets tired, he coming out the game immediately. It doesn't make any sense. Right, right. We got to do what was working. So. Do you think, all right, what about this? Like, what about, like, do you think they, like, um, this is like the hypothetical question. Like, do you think, like, in, in order to get Deshaun Washington, do you think they would have to trade Ezekiel? I, I mean, I think they would have to trade one of those top players, either Amari Cooper, um, Dak, or Zeke. Like, I think Zeke's stock went down too much for to go for Deshaun Watson. I don't think they'll be, I don't think they'll want that trade because Zeke hasn't, and their line is worse than our line. So if he's, Zeke's not doing anything against, doing anything behind the Dallas Cowboys line, he's not going to do anything against mm-hmm. or behind the Texans line. Yeah. So, do you That's think- why I feel like we got to trade Amari Cooper because Amari okay. Cooper is an asset, and they, I feel like they'll do it too. Try to get Will Fuller back. Oh, yeah. For him. If we get Will Fuller for Amari Cooper and Deshaun Watson, I'm fine with that. I'd, I'd take that trade any day, right. and I'll give him a couple of first-round picks. So do you think um, if, if, if Deshaun go, does go to Dallas and, like, that gets healthy, do you think do – you, do you feel like Deshaun should, should start over Dak? Like, once Dak gets, like, 100% healthy, or do you think he should be behind uh, Dak, like, number two quarterback behind him? Or do you think he's going to be a starter? He's going to be the starter day one. He's not going to be behind Dak. If, if we keep both of them, which I highly doubt we can keep both of them, but if we do keep both of them, he's taking the job. There's no, it's no question because Dak can't throw the ball consistently. Right, right. And Deshaun Watson has proven that he could do that with anybody. Word, word. Yeah, I mean, well, speaking of the other quarterbacks, man, like you know, I'm a diehard Ravens fan, man. Like, yeah, big trust all the way, man. <laughs> Alrighty. Like, I don't get why. All these like critics, I get like he's the reigning MVP of last year. I get all that. Um, so he's held to a higher standard, but I don't get how, like, so I felt disrespected when Nats Kellerman um, uh, listed his quarterbacks right now. He he listed Justin Herbert right now over Lamar. Bro. Yeah, I did see that. I did see that. Come on, like, like Lamar, he basically he's what in his like what third season I would say like I say two and a half because basically at first he was like he played half the season um when they lost to the Chargers but I feel like the hate is so bad towards him because like he's a good quarterback he just like you're I, I like I feel like the Ravens and the Cowboys are in the same situation like we need more weapons man like on the, yeah. on the receivers um 
I feel like, like, like I said earlier, I feel like when it's all said and done in the AFC, because I feel like the NFC, they have more, they have better teams, like, because about, about, I feel like AFC, they have more talent. Like, you, you, you got Mahomes, you got, you know, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, yeah. you got Joe yeah. Burrow, which he's injured, but, you know, when he once he gets healthy, you got freaking, uh, you know, Juju Smith on the Steelers, like, all these talent. You even got Baker Mayfield. We could call, we got to, we got to, we got to recognize the Browns as a threat now. And they, oh, yeah. And plus, they, they did all that uh, stuff with that OBJ. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I think they're gonna trade OBJ too. I definitely would trade him. I mean, I want to see him on the Ravens, man. That would be a good fit. Right. Yeah, trade him for Hollywood Brown because I don't think Hollywood Brown is working over with you. Yeah, with you. I was, I was gonna say like you know like all this hate. It's like we first of all we had Ronnie Stanley. We lost him. We just extended uh, Nick Boyle to like a two-year contract, which we need him. He's a, he's probably the best blocking tight end in the league when he's healthy. Yeah. So. I'm not saying there's any excuse, but I'm saying that we need at least two, maybe one or two good receivers to, like, you know, take, 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 take the top off the defense. Like, I've heard, uh, like, Allen Robinson from the Bears would be a good, a good fit. I heard, um, I think, Adam or Aaron Jones from the Packers. Um, so someone that can, you know, because Hollywood Brown, he's a good receiver, but he's too short. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, you, yeah. if you're going up against a tall-ass cornerback, uh, he ain't going to get the – he going he's too short. I'm not and saying he drops the ball a lot. Fast, too. fast. Don't get me wrong. Like when yeah. he gets the ball and open field, he, he 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 can take it all away. But like, I mean, our run game is good. We got like Dobbins. We got Gus Edwards. I feel like I don't know. I feel like we're just like maybe like because you can't have a tight end as your number one receiver. Like I like I, I like Mark Andrews. He's he, he's a monster man, but he can't be your number one receiver, man. You have to have somebody who like a AJ Green or I mean I heard Julio Jones is in the talk too but like I don't want him because he's too like yeah he's too injured bro. and like um but I mean who do you think like who do you think wide receiver wise would be a good fit for the Ravens bro like because because we had we, we to get over we had to get over the Chiefs eventually bro like we're 0-3 against them <laughs> yeah I'd say and free agency right now that you guys could pick up, I'd say. Let me think. Yeah, because my receiver market it's, it's pretty deep. For yeah, it's pretty deep this year. I say probably the best fit for you guys is, in all honesty, it might be Julio. You think so? Yeah, if because if you could get Julio and you could keep Hollywood Brown, Julio in that locker room is gonna is gonna teach Hollywood Brown how to get open because Julio's. He coaches a lot of the other receivers too. Like you, you look at the year Calvin really had compared to his rookie year. Mm-hmm. He balled out this year, and that was all off Julio being on the sideline in his ear telling him how to break down on certain routes. Imagine a healthy Julio out there on the field coaching with Hollywood Brown because I think Hollywood Brown just doesn't know how to run routes. In all honesty, right? And he drops the ball a lot too. Like you yeah, he drops the ball like a lot. He needs you guys need wide receiver leadership in that locker room. You talk about. You got y'all y'all gonna keep Des or y'all gonna get rid of Des? That's a good question, man. Like I mean, I feel like he, I feel like right right now, with, like without who I feel like he's like the vocal point because he's a veteran. But yeah, like like right now, I, I like I feel like you're right because I feel like Julio Jones, like, but then again, like he's like he hasn't really played that much like in these past couple of years because like injuries and stuff. So like I don't want to sign. Yeah, but 
all that. But you guys have a history of signing veteran receivers. Like, remember when Steve Smith Senior, Steve Smith Jr. was um, having all those injuries with the Panthers, and he came to you guys, and he turned up. He had he balled out for y'all. In all honesty, right, right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like. I mean, the question is too like, should we keep um, uh, Greg Roman as the off the coordinator, or should we like you know trade uh, get him from other off the coach? But I'm like I've been hearing that we should keep him because like he yeah. I feel like we I feel like we should keep him for another year and get more weapons. But like uh, they're talking about how uh, Eric DaCosta, our GM, he wants to sign. Obviously, Eric DaCosta wants to keep Lamar for long term, but. I feel like personally with me, um, I feel like I have to before they sign that that long term contract. I got to see more out of him, like in the playoffs. Like, I'm not saying yeah. that he. Then again, like we need more weapons well, in the playoffs. I don't know. I think he deserved the contract oh, now, sure, but sure. I don't think he deserved Mahomes' money. If he's looking for Mahomes' money, he got to wait. He got to prove more because Mahomes has been in the two Super Bowls in three years. Right, right. You you can't really top that. So. I don't I think Lamar I, I think you guys should keep keep Greg Roman because I don't have I don't see when you do all that coordinator shuffling, it messes up the flow of the offense. And you guys offense works. You're a run first team, but you just have to make sure you're dominant on the run first. You gotta you gotta solidify the the offensive line because just like you said, I think somebody's retiring, right? You said Stanley. Oh, Stanley, he was injured. Uh, he's come off an injury. I think his ankle. Oh, all right. So um, he's, he's coming back. Coming back. Uh, yeah, and you got these these two in. big backs in the backfield, and you got Lamar Jackson, probably the closest thing to Michael Vick we've seen in since Michael Vick. Yeah, he's the first quarterback who had, he's the first quarterback I, I believe um, who 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 has better back a thousand a thousand rushing yard seasons. Like that's, yeah, like that's Lamar, crazy. Dangerous in the in, in the seat in the regular season, but like I, I don't know when it comes to playoff time, it's like okay, we got off the hump, we beat the Titans this year, like um, we stopped uh Derek Henry to like under 40 yards, but like that's great, that's great. But like uh literally I was at work, I didn't see that game, but like the Bills, like the Bills, think about it, they had a good game against us, like like I feel like like the, the turning point of that game was when he threw that pick for that pick six, like. Josh Allen didn't have yeah. a crazy game. So, I mean, I feel like we're like – I think we're just like y'all, like with the Cowboys. I feel, I feel like we're like a piece away. Well, you need a quarterback, but, like, we're – we need a receiver. No, nah, we're a couple of pieces away. We ain't <laughs> – I, I got to get rid of my coach. I don't, <laughs> I don't like Mike McCarthy. We got some We got some work to do for the Cowboys. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, like, I mean, I get all the hate towards Lamar because, you know, people expect better out of him, but he's not a GM. He's not, like, he's only a player. Like, he only do so much. Um, but, like, he, like, he, like, like you said earlier in the podcast, like you said, that we, is this time where, like, you know, you got the translucent quarterbacks, like, you know, Mahomes, Deshaun. Uh, we got Tua Tagaloa from Miami. Yeah. Uh, we got, uh, uh, I think I said Lamar, but, um, these these faster quarterbacks and i mean even herbert on the chargers he's, he's pretty good too like all these young talented quarterbacks but now speaking of young quarterbacks what do you think about this this drive class man with uh trevor lawrence and um uh what's his name um they've already Justin fields or him and then Zach wilson a receiver from uh from alabama um 
Devontae Smith. Yeah, man. Oh my. Yeah, we need him, yo. <laughs> we need yeah. him. Because he's like he's like a Hollywood Brown. Like he ain't he that he ain't that tall. He's like he's short, but like he can he knows how to run the routes. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's called college ball compared to like NFL, but like speaking of like body frame, he's not that big of a wide receiver, you know what I'm saying? But he got yeah, he takes the top of the of of the off the defense for sure. But no, we we ain't gonna get him because I think we're like twenty seventh pick or whatever. I think he's gonna go like at least top five. He can't fall out top five. He had three touchdowns in the first half against Mafia. And like I'm an Alabama fan, I was watching, I was like, yes, man. She was wilding. I could not believe that he was I didn't believe that he was that good of a Heisman. I thought they gave him the Heisman because they were they had a lot of good receivers this year, in all honesty. Alabama's the whole receiving core is crazy. They had John Menchie. Jalen Waddle, who I think is Waddle, better than Devontae He was hurt yeah. for a little bit too. He was hurt. Yeah, he's been he was hurt and still playing in the national championship and probably faster than starting freshman receivers and whatnot. Like that's great starting freshman. Um he was still faster than safeties and whatnot. So that's crazy. Like that's insane. But I think this year's draft. You want me to give out my top my top five picks? Yeah, well, like who's the who's the um? Do you remember off the top of your head or uh, like what's the like the top five like teams like in the draft? I, I think it's Jaguars and Jets, right? The Jaguars are number one, Jets are number two, the Dolphins number three, number four is the Falcons, and number five I think is hold on, is it the Giants maybe? It might be the Giants. Yeah, I just feel bad for these like quarter, like these young quarterbacks who like you know they're top talented, like ter- like Tr- Tr- Trevor Lawrence. I just like it's over the history. Like, I just feel bad for these quarterbacks who like had all this talent and go to crappy teams, man. But you, it's all about the coaching in my eyes. Yeah, coaching changes the culture. You got Urban Meyer down there. Urban Meyer oh, has. Cool. Well, I forgot about him, man. Urban, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't uh, Jack, uh, Jack, 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 right? Yeah, he in Jacksonville. He the head coach. He's done nothing but win since he's been coaching there. Yeah, I feel like Trevor Lawrence. I feel like uh, him and him and Miles will fit good. Yeah, I think I think they gonna yeah they gonna fit good. But I don't I ain't, I don't I'm not too sure it's a guarantee he's gonna take Trevor Lawrence. Don't be surprised if he decides that to run his offense, he's gonna take a quarterback from his old his old alma mater. Uh, he went to Ohio State. Who feels? Yeah, I, I could see him taking fields. Oh shoot, that's hey, that's a good point, man. That's a good. But point. to be honest, which I don't even think Fields or Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in this draft. I think the best quarterback in this draft is Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yeah, he's a a Mormon quarterback from BYU. But I watched some film of this kid. This kid's going to be a problem for years to come. He looks like he looks like a running Aaron Rodgers. He got good size. He, he's accurate, but the only thing is he played for BYU, so you don't know how good you can be until you play against NFL talent. Right. And right. he didn't play in the Senior Bowl this year, so we didn't get to see him go against any guys. I'll, I'm interested to see what he does in the NFL um, Combine. If they're still, I hope they still have in the Combine oh, in his pro day. No, they should, man. They should. Um, yeah. yeah, but like, uh, yeah, you're gonna give me your top five, uh, like college. Player picks, like what do you, like who do you think is gonna go? 
to each team, you think? Like, which players you say you're going to – Number one, I think the obvious one is going to be Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to go to Jacksonville, and I think they're going to have the opportunity to change the culture there because they have the number one pick for the rest of the round. So, if you – if you hit on your first number one pick, you could also hit. You might you have a high probability of hitting on your second round number one pick because that's basically the a first round pick in all honesty because it's right at the end of the round. Right. And your third round pick is like a second round pick. So, so, uh, and I think Trevor Lawrence is talented, and I think Urban Meyer is gonna coach him up. Mm-hmm. He had a rough game against Ohio State, but he also didn't have a lot of his receivers. Like Justin Ross not being there, T. Higgins graduating and going to the NFL, that hurt him a lot. Right, right. So next for the Jets, I don't have them taking a quarterback. If they do take a quarterback, well, I have two options for the number two pick. Mm-hmm. They could either go Zach Wilson and try and build around him and trade Sam Darnold, try and get him out of there, or they might. Or I have them, in all honesty, taking Penny Sewell from Oregon because either Penny, yeah, Penny Sewell from Oregon because they need to solidify that O line. Their O line is terrible. I don't, I don't see the reason in going and getting a weapon in in the second overall pick because you're gonna have there's so many weapons in this draft. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah, like you could get a wide receiver in the third round. That'll be a starter. Yeah, me and shoot, like. We've got about the running back from the Alabama, Najee Harris, bro. Oh. Yeah, Najee Harris. I think he's gonna be a first round pick. He might go to the Steelers. Yeah, he's like a Mark. He's like a he's like a he's like a it is prime Alabama Mark Ingram, bro. Like he remind me of Derrick Henry. Derek, oh Derek, well him too. Like this, I I be seeing. And then again, it's it's, it's it's college ball, but like these players bouncing off of him, you know, like with ease. Like like he reminds me of like a like a. I, shoot, I was gonna say Charles Barkley. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, um, who, who's the running back for the um, for who? Uh, from the Giants, uh, El Saquon. He reminds of, of like he is like the 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 um, like the bottom like his body. big yeah his quads that body of like a Saquon Barkley with his, his quads, and then he reminds me of like like a, like upper body of like Derrick Henry. Like it's it's a good combo, man. Cause yeah, like, and he'll jump right over you. Yo, know, like I think one of the plays in the national championship game, he was like he he ran down the middle, but like nobody can get him, bro. Like, but oh yeah, he he. I don't like talking bad about my team, sure. but yeah, I'm not sure where he's gonna go in the draft. Najee Harris, but I feel like he's gonna he, he he gonna be high up there too. Yeah, I think he's gonna be high up there. So the third pick, I have the Dolphins. They gotta go get Devontae Smith. Yeah. Or they or a lot of people are saying people don't know about him because he didn't play this year. But when Joe Bur- when Joe Burrow had that crazy year last year, the the guy he was throwing to the whole year was named Jamar Chase. Jamar. And yeah, Jamar Chase. He from LSU, number one. I say watch a little bit of film on him. He was embarrassing all these corners that we that's we're talking about today, Patrick Sertain. That's why I'm not big on drafting the corner this year. If I'm the Cowboys, I don't want to draft the corner. That's not smart because right. the corners this year they're really not that good. They played. If you didn't play against Devontae Smith the whole season or against anybody else, 
and you're playing on the team with them, so you're not really getting exposed like that. You're not really that good. So I got them taking Devontae Smith because he's 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 a once in a lifetime. I think he's a surefire pick for them, in all honesty. Because I've never seen anybody come across the formation, come back across the formation, come back across the formation just to run out into the flat and score and did it like four different times where nobody could catch him. And he was embarrassing corners this year. His footwork was crazy. I think he's got to go. He got to go to first receiver off the board. So number four, I got Zach Wilson. I don't got them drafting Justin Fields. I don't got Justin Fields going number two as the second quarterback off the board. Because I think Zach Zach Wilson put on a tape that was good enough and Justin Fields has some bad, has too many bad tapes. Like he got bad tape against Northwestern. He got bad tape against, uh, what's that other? Indiana, where he threw a couple of ill-advised passes, which makes you think it might not be him. It might just be the team. But then he plays against Clemson and shows out like that. So, so I don't know. But I got Zach Wilson going number four. And let me see who has the fifth pick. Yeah. To be honest, I'm not sure what the Ravens are going to go for this year because usually they go for, you know, because the Ravens have always been known for their defense. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. Um, when Lamar came in, now it's like both offense and defense. Uh, that's great for us. I'm not sure where we're going to go in this draft. I don't know if we're going to go a lineman or a linebacker because we got, um, we have, like, we still, I feel like Eric DeCosta made that move uh, with Yannick Njoko or, or Ngakwe. That was a good move. Yeah. Um, but then again, I'm yeah, that sure. was a good pickup. Yeah, like I'm not sure if we're gonna have enough money to keep him. I mean, I want to keep him, but I'm not sure where we're gonna go. I'm not sure we're gonna go receiver or, um, you know, uh, defense. Like, I'm not sure. That's a good question. But, um, all these, all these talented, it's crazy. Like, every year, it's like a draft class is so deep with talent. talent. Oh, the Bengals got the, the Bengals. Okay. I see, I see the Bengals going, um, I see the Bengals going with, a, with like a, a receiver, bro. I see him going with a receiver, but if they smart, I say you got to draft a lineman too. Lineman, you got to protect them quarterbacks. The young guys, from he already all- got hurt, and you seen the hits Joe Burrow was taking all year. Yeah, he was taking he, he was taking him like a man. You now he was taking him like a man, but he's not gonna survive that staying oh, in nah. the organization. Yeah, I'm scared. He's of- not gonna live out his whole career. He's gonna retire like Andrew Luck. Right. Right. It's gonna be too uh, much of a toll on his body. I feel like that lineman from Alabama, that the, the lineman, I forget his name, but he he was a uh, he's a monster. I forget his name. Um, he's from Alabama. Baysmore. I think was it Baysmore? Yeah, he. I think he was the best lineman you guys had this year. The only, huh? I think he was the best lineman you guys had this year on the D line. What on and Alabama? I, yeah, on Alabama. I mean, I feel like he. I mean. I, 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 if you're talking about lineman, I feel like he. I, I feel like if he's a higher draft pick, I feel like he can go to the Bengals to help him out. Yeah, they, I feel like they draft another offensive tackle. They're good. They will set because they got receivers already. But like who's their backup quarterback? AJ Green and try to get somebody. Or is he a free agent? Who? AJ Green. AJ Green. I think he's a free agent this year. Oh, then they might. They might draft a receiver. They might draft Jamar Chase. Then. True. That'd be a good move. So many options. You, options. Yeah, then you got Philadelphia at number six. 
and I think they need weapons bad. I could see them oh taking Jalen Waddle. If I'm them, I'd take Jalen Waddle. Yeah, with Jalen Hurst and Jalen Waddle, that'd be a good fit. That's what I'm saying. They already played together before. Jalen Waddle is is the most athletic wide receiver in this draft, in all honesty. I think he's going to ball for the Eagles. And he looks like a Philadelphia Eagle. Then after them, right after them, you got the Panthers. No, you got the Lions, matter of fact. And I'm, they they still might take a quarterback because I don't trust Jared Goff. Yeah, well, Jared Goff, I think he, I think he got, got, got traded to the Lions. Yeah, he got traded to the Lions. But I think they still might take a quarterback because I don't – if I'm the Lions – Jared Goff, not a tough quarterback. And the way you saw that interview with their head coach. Oh, yeah. He was, <laughs> yeah, I did. That shit was funny as hell, man. That, that was crazy. He's like, he's like, if you guys want to battle, I'm going to bite off. If All right, we're going to be out there. We're going to go out there. We're going to play tough. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to bite off one of the – he's like, if you knock us down, we're going to get right back up. We're going to bite off one of your kneecaps. Then – you're going to knock us again, neck us down again. It's going to take two punches to knock us down this time. Then we're going to climb right back up and bite off the other kneecap. I was like, oh, he's wild. He's wild, man. I mean, he better talk, talk and, and walk the walk. And you can say all that. He got to walk the walk now. It's it's on him. But he, he do look like – I like him as a coach, though. I wish he was the Cowboys coach because he gets in players' faces, bro. You can't just – you can't just be act like coach like you want to be friends with players. Like that's the problem with the Packers in my eyes. That's why they didn't get over the hump this year. Yo, yeah, like I'm so, uh, yeah, I'm trying to cut you off, but I'm looking at like no, like Mel Kiper's um not yeah, he's good at doing the draft picks and shit. Yeah, and you were basically on point with him. Like I mean, you're a little off, but he was saying how number one, uh, he picked uh, Trevor Lawrence QB. Um, yeah. Number two, he got Devontae Smith going to the Jets. Um, yeah. Number three, he said he projected Jamar Chase going to Miami. Um, oh, all right. That's what I was about to say. Trade, yeah. Trade from Houston, from a Houston trade because he has said Miami Dolphins in parentheses from Houston. And then yeah. uh, number four, Atlanta, uh, Zach, Zach Wilson uh, from BYU. And then number five, uh, for, at the Bengals, he has Pene Sewell uh, from Oregon. And then six, yo, you were on point. Uh, he was like Jalen Waddle from uh, Alabama. Yeah. Uh, number seven, he uh, he chose um, Justin Fields. Uh, Carolina. Uh, Lions. Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance. But Trey. I don't trust Trey Lance, though. I think he's going to fall in the draft because he only played one game this year. And he played for North Dakota State. He played for a division one double a team which i'm not gonna knock their hustle because but it's not playing against alabama it's not playing against clemson you feel me so how good is he really we gotta see him play against competition i'm looking at his like um our 27 name oh they got um baltimore they got 27 um you get the i don't know terrence marshall jr he's from lsu so they got oh, a, he a good wide receiver. He, he got a wide receiver for our for us. Um, they might get Terry. Nah, you need a big guy. How, Either uh, him, Terrence Marshall Jr., or Trayvon Grimes from Florida. Okay. Yeah, they got Matt Jones going to New England. Yeah, I can see that. 
I can see that. I'm trying to figure. Oh, Cowboys. They got um. Well, he got Rashawn Slater. <laughs> Is the lineman O line O line from Northwestern? I don't even care about what the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, like like I said, man, this it, it's a deep it's a deep uh, draft class, man. This year, man, like for sure. Yeah, definitely, it's a deep draft class. But um. So, uh, and before I switch over to some NBA talk, man, um, like, I don't know, I'm not sure if you listened to my uh, first podcast about, like, the bubble and, and everything. Um, yeah. But, like, what do you what do you think about the bubble last year, man? Like, I think the bubble really just, it really, it emphasized competition in my eyes because now you have no fans, no distractions. It's just best on best, and we're going to see who the best is. That's why the Heat went as far as they did, because you don't have to worry about home court advantage, any of that. That's why the Lakers won in Mize. Well, the Lakers would have won regardless. Right, but right. They, but it showed that – it showed that – that's what – you saw how um, Devin Booker and them went to – went 8-0 in the bubble. Oh. Dame Lillard went undefeated in the bubble. If he lost the game. They weren't going to the playoffs. It it really emphasized competition. Like, it was eat or be eaten. And that's why I feel like Jimmy Butler excelled, and that's why the Celtics lost, because they, they rely on crowd noise, momentum, and all this other stuff. There's no momentum in the bubble. It's I'm, I'm better than you, and I'm going to show you I'm better than you. Right, right. It's like it's like I mean I, I mean I don't know if you play basketball like pickup games, but like it's like really you're in a gym, a quiet gym, just just straight. It's like AU ball. ball, straight straight balling. But like um, I was listening to road tripping. It's like they're um, it's like the uh, I think Richard Jefferson and um, I think one of the these I forget this girl's uh, it's like their YouTube podcast thing, and they're saying how like you know the like LeBron like um. Like it took a toll on him because, like you know, with the whole when the Milwaukee kind of like protested about what happened in Milwaukee, and they're like they didn't show up on the court. But all, yeah, like, the racial protests and everything, and um, like this I'm glad was- they didn't play. The NBA better than the NFL in my eyes because the NFL they don't they still stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. The NBA is gonna let you express how you feel on different political views. There's no shut up and drool any, or any of that nonsense anymore. Right, right. Um, but like with the, like the reporters and stuff being like, like um, uh, I think her name was Malika Andrews, like with her being in the bubble, like it, it was just weird. Like, cause like, you know, like cause people are used to, you know, the crowds and stuff. And like, like it was just how they had to get tested every time they walked into the bubble and how they had to quarantine for a little bit. Um, and this is amazing how like Adam Silver pulled all that off. I don't think there was any. I don't think there's any positive cases of, of COVID ever throughout the bubble, which is pretty good. Um, but like, I feel like, like, how do you feel about uh, when people say like when the Lakers won it, it wasn't really validated? Like, there's an argument saying how like this championship wasn't really real because like um, this championship was more real than. A lot of the championships that, that have been played because this was the hard, This was, I feel like, in my personal opinion, this was probably the most hardest championship ever. But that's what I'm saying. You're not going to your trainer. You're not going to your. You're not doing your daily meal plan. You're there. You're eating what they give you. LeBron's used to going to his trainer, 
used to waking up every morning doing this certain workout, this certain workout, then going to the gym, getting up certain shots, then going to, then going back home, probably, probably cooling down, getting a massage, then coming back to the stadium. Right. Now you're just here. You're stuck here. You're, and this is where I'm going. I'm going to eat my meal. Then I'm going right to hoop. And it's like, and it's kind of funny because like, say you Say you're the Lakers, right, and you're playing the Celtics, like they're rivalries. And like if you're in the, if you're in the bubble, like you can be at one part of the hotel or the resort and walk 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 into like your rival, bro, like in the pool. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I saw like uh, the video of uh, like um, I think it was um, uh, Murray on the on the on the on the uh, on the Nuggets. Oh, I know what you're talking like, about. Diamond, Diamond Mitchell, they were just like you know cooling out, but they were playing against like in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of exactly. weird. Like they, you, like you can meet a, a player you hate or a team you hate in the playoffs, and you run to him in the freaking cafeteria. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. I don't I don't think that affects them as much because they already used to playing together. But oh, yeah. But still, it's it's a little awkward. You feel me? I just lost to this guy, and now he's just in my face. Yeah, I think I I think Murray one game jumped like forty seven points, and then like Donovan Mitchell, like uh, I think uh, Murray was like, "Yo, I just I just beat you up in that game. Like, how do you feel about it?" <laughs> like, exactly, he dropped like forty on him. But I uh, definitely, I he's feel like, like this guy drops forty on me, and then I gotta see him in the bubble. <laughs> right like shit i can't go i can't hide from them you know what i'm saying like and the thing is like I, and another point why it was so hard this championship was because like if you um in my first podcast uh my first episode i talked about how like if you had a good player on your team and he messes up and leaves the bubble then that's for i mean if this family reasons is or personal reasons i get it but like He's thinking like Lou Williams going to the club and get some magic wings. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was like, really going to get that way to screw up that team. You know what I'm saying? Because if you leave the bubble, I think you, you you can come back, but you have to quarantine for like what a couple days. So then again, you got quarantine fourteen days. So that's in the NBA, you missing like two weeks of games. Right, right. And um, I mean, I think Zion left, left the bubble, but I think it's for like personal reasons or whatever. But uh. I don't know. I feel like this championship was validated because, like, you know. Yeah. You got people that opted out because they needed to stay with their families. LeBron lost one of the best defenders in the league in Avery Bradley because because of the bubble and still went and won. So this one was more validated than any other any other championship in my eyes. Because you you fighting a virus and you're and you're fighting to win to win an NBA championship. Right. And um like I remember uh, seeing LeBron's like podcast uh, he, he was on. He was like he was debating on if he was gonna play because like they didn't they they didn't have a like once Milwaukee did what they did. Um, I think they played the Magic um, and they didn't yeah. show up on the court. LeBron was talking about how like li- listen like look we don't have the clear plan of what's going on so they were gonna leave the bubble regardless because like Billy like LeBron like he kind of like you know behind the scenes he you know, talks with Adam Silver and stuff. Like, you know, like, you know how he does. Yeah, like, of course. Like, like whatever LeBron does, the, the NBA follows. So I feel like LeBron was like, yo, listen, I was in my hotel. I was talking to my wife, my kids. Like, I was thinking about leaving and going back to LA because, like, they didn't really have a solid plan. That's when, like, you know, Chris Paul, LeBron, everybody, Russell, they all had that because they're part of the in, 
NBA PA, um, the Players Association. Um, and uh, they were, uh, she was like, yeah, listen, bro, like, we about to leave. But then again, I guess they had a plan um, to, to, to move on because it was either they're going to continue on and try to go for a championship or they were going to just, you know, postpone a season indefinitely. So that's another yeah. thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that, that championship, whatever, that playoff, it, it could have got canceled. Uh, but that's another thing why I think it's validated. But EDEF should I think they should have ended the bubble when that when that happened. When they all went and took the knee in Milwaukee and everything and everybody's doing the they, that would have made more noise than coming back and winning the championship. But I feel I feel them they had to come back and win the championship for Kobe. Right. But I, I feel some type of way though, because they were supposed to say something right there at the acceptance speech about Kobe at least. Or at least when they won it, they were supposed to say something about Kobe. Right, right, right. They didn't really say nothing. They were just like, "All right, like, yeah, we won the chip." Like, nah, this was, was this one was supposed to be dedicated to the Mamba because he, for what he did for basketball, everybody wanted to be like Kobe, bro. Right, right. And for you not to recognize him, it's ridiculous. Well, it seemed like the Lakers didn't recognize him. I think they recognized him, but they didn't recognize him enough. And they should have won it in the black jerseys. They were supposed to beat them in the mama jerseys. Oh, I right. think that's what they that's what they were more upset about. That's why they didn't say as much. Right, right. I, de- I definitely do agree with that. Uh, hold on, yeah, like, like I did uh, go upstairs and get my uh, uh, help my dad with some groceries. I'll be right back, bro. Say no more. Let, let's take a, like like a five minute break, yo. I bet. Yeah, we're gonna take a quick intermission. Okay, well, this is the thing that you know that you 
All right, bro, I'm back, bro. Yep. My, yeah, like my dad we're getting stuff for the storm and stuff, so it's like oh, already, yeah. Are you supposed snowing? to be on Monday or today? Um, well, I mean, right now, like I'm in Union, so like it's snowing right now, bro. Oh, it's snowing right now. Well, like near me, yeah. So we gotta talk about some water, some groceries. And... Yeah, I ain't got no snow yet. I'm in London. I ain't got no snow yet. That's crazy, man. I was like, like, like we right next, like next to each other. In. Yeah, already, um, and you got snow. We about to get it then. Yeah. It look like the clouds about to come down. Yeah. Wait. So you off today, right? Yeah, I'm off today. Uh, I don't want to like take up my, like much of your time and stuff. Um, oh. Uh, um. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. So the bubble and everything. Uh, so yeah. So when uh, LeBron, you know, hangs it up over whenever he does, who do you think is going to be the next line to be like, like you know, on his level? Like you, you think Giannis? Anthony Davis. I don't think Giannis is messing with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is a is a is a decade talent. Like we've never seen a big man be able to do the things he does, other than Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid doesn't do it consistently enough in the playoffs for me to say that he's on that level yet. He might do it now with Doc Rivers, but I think it's gonna be Anthony Davis. It's gonna be Anthony Davis, and they're gonna pick up somebody else on the Lakers, and they're gonna be right back in the end. Yeah, well, like, the- well, like I was talking, well, I was talking about like, well, like, like, like in the NBA, like when he like, like do you think KD is gonna like take the reins, like when he's all healthy, like you think KD? Oh, like- yeah, I forgot about KD. Yeah, KD. I think they might, they might have a chance to beat the Lakers if they, if they get. You heard they just signed Iman Shumpert. What Brooklyn? Yeah, Brooklyn just signed Amon Shumpert. They signed another big. I think they might be a problem. Damn, uh, I didn't even I didn't even know that. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna be a problem because I don't see nobody stopping them one on one basketball. And the way Kyrie's shooting, he's looking like he's shooting in two seconds. If he dribble, if he take four dribbles, he probably shooting the ball. That's exactly what it means. And it was going in. So they all got they so far they all averaging. Over 20. Him, right. Harden, and KD. KD averaging 30 off an Achilles injury. That's crazy, man. That's, That's what I'm saying. I think KD might be the best scorer right now in the NBA. Yeah, because I, mean, I feel like LeBron, like, he's getting older, so I don't feel like – so he has weapons now. I don't feel like he has to do too much. Because, like, normally when he didn't have AD or whatever, like, he uh, – he was more like of a ball dominant player, but now he has like you know Schroeder and like uh, he has Wesley Matthews off the bench, which he's a shooter. I think he was like six for six like last month. He didn't miss a shot that that one game. Um, I I didn't watch a lot of Dennis Schroeder. Is Dennis Schroeder better than um what's the name Rondo? Uh, Rondo? I mean, um, I think like Schroeder's a better shooter than Rondo for sure. I mean, yo, Rondo was hitting some threes uh, in the playoffs last year. Surprisingly, man, he was. As he should, but he's he's never really been a he hasn't really been known as a shooter, uh, Rondo. But I feel like Schroeder is an all around. I don't know. I wouldn't say better than Rondo, but I feel like he's a better you know scorer, a better like shooter for sure. Oh, all right. I as I gotta see more shooter. I don't because I think Rondo is gonna them losing Rondo and Dwight Howard is gonna hurt him a lot in the playoffs. Well, I mean, I I'm not sure because they got Montrezl Harrell, man. 
Montez Harold, you think he better than Dwight Howard? Dwight Howard was looking like old Dwight playing with them. Yeah, yeah. And plus, you got JaVel McGee, too. He's on the Cavaliers now. Yeah, JaVel McGee. I don't think JaVel McGee really helped that much because they were bigger than everybody. You feel me? That's why I like that's why I, I like watching the Lakers. They was dominating because they was going and getting every board. But I don't think they could go get every board now with the with the small lineup. But it, it looks like they're scoring more now. So it might work out. Right, right. I mean, I still got uh, the Golden State Warriors. I mean, with Curry still going off without Klay Thompson. They still got Draymond Green. Yeah. They're still, I mean, I would say they're not a top, top threat in, in, in the West. But, I mean, if they can, you know, stay healthy, um, they can for sure, like, I want to say maybe make it to the finals, but maybe make it deep into the, uh, if Curry, then again, if Curry, you know, stays consistent, which, he's all, which he always is. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, this year is more, like, the West has always been dominant. Um, the East is getting there with, you know, Philadelphia and uh, Miami is still there, the Nets. Uh, like, how do you feel about that about that Harden trade, man? Like, of how, like, Harden, like, in Kyrie, like, how do you feel about, that, that, like, the Kyrie and Harden, like, you know, with Kyrie kind of, like, not playing for a good bit, um, Harden complaining and talking crap on their team in Houston. Well, not really talking crap, but, like, saying, hey, that they can't win, which he he wasn't wrong. He's, so, like, he's not wrong. I don't think that because – I think – I don't think that because you – just because you were drafted to a team – it means you have to stay loyal to them because if you're not going to give me any help, I'm not going to stay here. You got him help. I get it, but it's not his job to continue to keep trying to fight to get over the hump. He get he tries to fight to get over the hump every year and he's playing against the Warriors. Now it's the Lakers. He's can't, he can't afford to waste another three years on, on Houston trying to beat the Lakers. At least if he's on Brooklyn, he has a shot. Right. But with Westbrook, he didn't really have a shot. Westbrook doesn't do anything. Westbrook can can score. He can drive the ball, but he's a turnover machine. So it hurts him in the end. And James Hart was out there playing defense last year, which is scary. Like, he won won that game to get into the, the Eastern Conference Finals off of defense. And now you're trying to jump. No, he, they didn't get to the Eastern Conference Finals. That fact, who they lose to? They lost to, yeah, they lost to um the Lakers right before the Lakers had to play Portland, right? Was the was that last year? Yeah, no, Lake. Yeah, Lakers played Portland in the first round, right? Last year, Lakers played Portland. Yeah, yeah. And then they played Houston in the last round. Right. No, they played Houston in the Nuggets. Yeah, the Lakers destroyed them. The Houston. Yeah. Destroyed. Like, I think they I think they messed up with that at Houston because like they traded Capella and that was a true big man. Yeah, he would have helped, but he wasn't Capella, he's going off in uh Atlanta now. He's like what he's getting like averaging double doubles as he should. He's a big man, but but like, do you think they gonna beat they gonna beat the Nets, Atlanta? Atlanta uh hell no. I think they might get in the playoffs, but I don't see them beating nobody big time. I don't even see them beating the I don't even see them beating the seventy sixers. So, uh, so like, who do you uh, who do you see coming out in the East uh, against? Do you do you see Brooklyn um, in 
like in the finals this year with Lakers or do you see Celtics? Not this year. I don't. I think they need more time to play together, and they need more time to learn how to play deep. Uh, like I'm not sure if you watch. Uh, for, do you watch First Take a lot? Yeah, I watch um, First Take all the time. How do you think? Like, how do you think about the comments about um when uh as Stephen A was like uh Kyrie should retire? <laughs> uh, do you agree He's- with that? Listen, you can't leave your team and then you can't leave your team to dry and then just unless this was all part of a plan to get um to get what's the name to get James Harden, you can't leave him out to dry and tell him to go play without you. Cause if I was Steve, if I was Steve Nash, I was gonna try to trade Kyrie because that's wild disrespectful. They uh, you got your teammates out there playing, trying to get better. Trying to trying to win games, KD's out there trying to win games, and you're out you're out partying without a mask on, knowing that what the COVID shit is doing to people, and it's ridiculous. Right. Like Stephen A. Smith, he said that like what he what he was saying was is straight facts. He was like, I get it. Like if you want to be, you know, all for the community and help out the community, that's that's your choice, and which is a good thing. Like. Like he's been very outspoken um, with like local congressmen and women, and um, like trying to get the community better. That that's fine. But if you want to be a congressman, be a congressman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you but can't. You can't play. You, wanna, you can't be both. But if you're making twenty million a year, thirty million a year plus to play in the NBA, do it. And like you said, like you like you can't leave your you know teammates to dry because then again, you're trying. Like everyone's saying is win or bust. Like this year, because they they got the roster to make it over the top. I mean, I want to say this year, but they got a chance. But with uh, you know, Kyrie sitting now and like complaining and doing um, the shrines before the game and stuff, like the ceremonial, like weird stuff with the sage. <laughs> yeah, um, that's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> uh, then he should play basketball. But I mean, I'm not knocking it like off anything. He's a good player. He's a good point guard. He's a good shooter. But like, I get it. Like we're in a we we live in a world where you know politics like interfere with sports. That that's not gonna happen now. But like, I get it. Like, mad respect for Kyrie be doing on that end. But then again, you, you're, you're trying to build that chemistry to, because if if you think about it, KD, Harden, and Kyrie. They're all ball dominant players. You know what I'm saying? They want the ball in their hand all the time. Ooh. And I'm not sure how that's going to jello with in the playoffs. Cause, you know, with, I mean, who's going to guard AD and LeBron? Like AD, maybe DeAndre Jordan, but you know, like who can guard both? You know what I'm saying? Um, but like you said, like I agree, like maybe not this year. Maybe they need a few more pieces. Um, like, I mean, they got Joe Harris. He's a good shooter. He's a good shooter. But they need another defensive piece. No, DeAndre Jordan's not guarding Anthony Davis all game. No, no. He's going to give him at least 40 in two of those games. I I, I feel like they need, like, one more, like, solid big man, like, on the block to help Jordan out. Um, I mean, but we'll see. Like, I mean, Kyrie's playing now. Like, he's doing better, I guess. But – I mean, if you – that's okay. If you have personal issues, you know, off the team, that's all right. Take your time. But then again, we see on social media, the parallel social media, him at a party with no mask on. So that proves that he don't give two shits about, like, you know, COVID and everything. Like, um, Yeah, exactly. But, uh, 
Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like LA is going to get it this year again. Um, Cause I don't, I don't see other than like the Celtics maybe, but then again, like who do they got other than Tatum and Tatum and, uh, and Brown, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They don't really have a big man. They got Tice, but he's not really a, he's. Yeah, he's not. He gets dunked on all the time. He plays defense hard. <laughs> he does get dunked on all the time, but he gets embarrassed. He gets embarrassed, bro. He got dunked on yesterday, I think. <laughs> but like. Well, all right, thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. It was a, uh, Jordan, it was a pleasure having me, but I got to go take care of some stuff for my trip. Yeah, word, word. Bro. Yeah, we're going to do this more often, bro, since like you're my co-host. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Up again, bro. Yeah, you got, let me know next time you want me to come on here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let me. I'm trying to stop this recording, but I'm gonna see how I can put it on my uh, on the one app. Talking this post that stuff. I bet. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. I gotta tell you something at the end of the recording too. Huh? I gotta tell you something at the end of the recording. Oh, all right, all right. Where, where? So let me uh pause.